Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are obsessed with all things diet culture, fitness, wellness trends, food, how celebrities get results. I also review other podcasts on these topics. On this show, I like to discuss details and the reality of trying to find balance in a world full of extremes. All right, let's get into the show. All right, everyone. So welcome to another episode of Craving More, uh, my subscriber shows. Uh, Thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, If you want to support the show even more, you can always leave a review and a rating for this show. Uh, That means the world to us podcasters. And I do have an announcement to make. And I have good news and I have bad news. And I, this is the last thing I wanted to share with you guys. I did not want to have to do this again. But I have been realizing over the past few weeks, months, however long it's been, that I made a huge mistake in choosing Acast Plus to move my podcast to over uh, Patreon. And I, when I moved it the first time, I told all of you that the reason I had chosen ACAST Plus over Patreon is because I, it seemed like Patreon, the show wasn't going to be searchable. And I'm like, well, how are people going to find me? And, and, and so I was really frustrated and it was taking so long for, for both of the, the new platforms to get back to me. And it just, it, it, to me, it just seemed that since my podcast wasn't going to be searchable, that like, why would I use Patreon? And so that, and that was a mistake. Literally right after I made the official switch, I actually did realize that my show was searchable in Patreon, even without any subscribers. Chad had found me, my boyfriend had searched it and had found me, and then I was able to search it. So I don't know whether they gave me wrong information, if I misinterpreted the response I had received. So it was, it, so anyway, so here's where we're at. Acast Plus, I've realized, is not a good platform for growing my podcast. It had some basic features that I did need to get it to the next level, but overall, Patreon is really created to support creators. It's created to help grow, you know, grow creative shows. And they have all these features that Acast Plus just doesn't have. And I'm, I, I, you know, and I've been kind of debating, do I, do I make another switch? I don't want to disturb my subscribers anymore. And so this is the last thing I wanted to do. But I, I, I have come to the final determination that if I do want to do this show long term, that I do have to move it to Patreon. And I anticipate that Patreon will be the last platform I move it to. So, so I'm hoping and praying that all of you will one last time move over to a different platform with me. If you don't want to, no problem. You can continue to listen to the the two free shows I will continue to release every month. But to subscribe, basically you're going to have to go in and cancel your subscription with ACAST+. I'm going to move it to a regular feed. So I 
I believe like you won't get charged anymore once I do that, but I do want to go ahead and, and tell you to cancel just so you don't get any more charges regardless. And I'm going to, before I, this show is launching this Sunday and I'm going to wait a whole week before converting it to a regular feed so that all of you have access for the whole week and hopefully you're hearing it. I will be sending you all an email um, with all the instructions and all the links uh, for you to cancel your current subscription and resubscribe to Patreon if you choose to continue to follow me and support the show, which I do hope you will. Um, so, so besides that huge pain in the ass that's going to be, um, there are a couple things I'm going to do to take care of you uh, because I do know it's it's a bother. Uh, so first of all, I am going to give you your first two months of Patreon for free. So basically when you cancel ACAST Plus and you resubscribe through Patreon, you will have to pay for whatever tier you subscribe to. However, Patreon is great because they have this little refund tool that I've already used. So it's really super simple to just send a refund directly back to the patron. So so I'm going to send you guys all the email. Uh, if you do choose to go over to Patreon and subscribe, just shoot me a, a reply and say, hey, I just I just moved over and I will immediately go into Patreon and shoot you the refund. And I will do that there, your first two months. So you will have your first two months of subscription on Patreon completely free. And then it'll commence the, the regular uh, monthly billing after that. Um, so I, I'm doing that for a couple of reasons. I don't want anyone double billed. I want to take care of you for the pain in the ass it's going to be. Uh, and so, so you will see that refund come through if you choose to resubscribe. Uh, the other good things is, so I'm going to have three levels of access now. So the first tier is called the appetizer tier. It's going to be only $1.99, and that's going to give people one additional show. So for any of you that don't feel like you need both shows, you can subscribe to a lower tier now. So you'll get the two free ones plus one additional premium content show. Then there'll be the regular Craving More. And that's going to be $3.99 on Patreon. So one penny less than what you're paying now. So you're going to save money. Huge, huge amounts, as you can see. But um, but that, that one will be the same level of access that this current Craving More is. It's going to be the additional two, two premium content shows per month for a total of four. And then I'll have the VIP episodes where there's a minimum of one extra personal uh, show per month that's actually a podcast release. But the other thing that I love about Patreon is they have they allow you to upload video right to your tiers, right to the, the Patreon platform. So for those that subscribe to VIP, I will be sharing little cooking episodes. I'll be sharing vaccine, you know, video content. So I'm just excited about the new tools. Patreon did just release a whole new platform that makes it even better for us creators and allows us to release you know, even more, you know, and different kinds of content to our subscribers. So, so anyway, so there are a couple of new and good things coming. As you saw on the last show, I did, you know, I started using new music. Let me know if you have any opinions on it, if you like the old music better, if you like this new music. I like this better. I think it sounds a little bit more professional. Um, the other, the old one was kind of cut off in the middle and it, I don't know, it just, I, I always thought that the 
intro sounded very abrupt. And I'm just trying to, you know, make improvements wherever I can. Like I, I slowly want to keep improving and improving the show. I will eventually change my logo again because I'm really not happy with my logo, but that's, that's down the road. For now, it's the music. It's a little bit of the intro because I do want new people that are listening to have a, a more clear idea of what this show is all about. So hopefully you you get a better sense of, of what I talk about for the main part in this podcast by the new, you know, new new opening that I'm doing. And then hopefully you like the music better. But if you have any strong opinions on that, feel free to DM me. Um, and then you will be getting that email. And again, I'm so, so sorry to have to disturb all of you to, to ask you to resubscribe to Patreon. But it is a necessary evil if I want to keep doing this long term and, and want to see any type of growth or success come out of it. So so anyway, I did want to make that announcement and feel free to DM me if you have any questions, concerns, if you have any issues, I'm here for you. All right, let's get into my regular segments. I will be doing a podcast review of a new show that I've never reviewed before. It's called What's Eating You with psychologist Stephanie Georgiou. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, but that was the show that uh, one of my listeners uh, recommended. So I'll be reviewing that. And I do have a couple other snippets from some other podcasts that I'm putting into a new um, a new little segment here. But first, let's get into my mental health check-in. So this week has been good overall because I've I've been really healthy as far as eating habits and exercise habits. And, you know, that is always, you know, when my nutrition is really at its peak, I do feel good. It, it does help my mental health for sure. Um, but I I am excited and, and happy because we did get our commence operate, uh, not our commence operations, I wish. We got our certificate of occupancy in Massachusetts, which means that we now can apply for an inspection date for our, our final license. And so while that's exciting, it's also filled me with anxiety. And I I keep I keep having to like check my brain and be like, Veronica, don't worry about that right now. Like you don't have to like, you know, just thinking about growing the business and all of these potential roadblocks that might come down the road. And it's it's I've definitely, since I've been working on my mental health and, you know, not worrying about future things that you have no control over, you know, studying stoicism and and all these things like control your controllables, right? Like I'm really, I'm really good. I've gotten much better at like stopping the swirling of my brain into a downward spiral spiral of like anxiety and things I can't control. So I've, I've just been kind of like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll like stay awake or I'll wake up in the morning at 2 a.m. and just start ruminating on, on you know, just things that, again, that, that will be coming in the future that I will have to worry about eventually. It's just right now it doesn't make sense to think about it because I can't do anything about it right now. So that's been that's been a, a back and forth kind of up and down battle of like pulling my brain out of the gutter and just focusing on, you know, positive things today. Um and, um, you know, there's still a lot of crazy things happening in the world. You know, just heard on the news last night that there's a right now there is a live shooter in my home state of Maine. 
uh, in Lewiston. They killed over 20 people. My family's all on lockdown. I mean, they don't live anywhere near Lewiston, but you don't know where this guy's going. So it's, it's, there's a lot of mental health issues around the world. And the fact that people choose to like take a gun and kill innocent people in a bowling alley and a restaurant is just beyond my comprehension. It's like, go kill yourself. Don't kill innocent people along with you. It's, it's, it literally just makes me sick to my stomach. And I just don't understand what's wrong with people. So, um, anyway, just praying for, for people in Maine right now. Um, but yeah, I think overall, you know, continuing to practice gratitude, continuing to do my affirmations and just continuing to utilize all of the tools I've learned from reading so many books on, on, on good mental health and, and stoicism and just, again, really focusing on the blessings that I have uh, how lucky we are in in many ways to live where we are and have freedom and safety and you know overall safety. I mean, we could all get gunned down any second being in America with our gun laws. But um, besides that, you know, on a day to day basis, we have a lot more security and stability than many other parts of the world. So overall, I would say my mental health is pretty good. Um, I, I am trying not to get anxious about this weekend. I mean, again, I should be excited because it, it should be fun. Um, but we're going to Chad for his birthday wanted to do this. So his friend Bob loves this going up to this, um, homecoming game up in Flagstaff, Arizona. And cause he went up to like NAU or something. It's like Northern Arizona university and they have their homecoming game and they do this thing called Tequila Sunrise. And um, you literally get up at like five in the morning and start drinking. So that's going to be really healthy. And, you know, and I said, I've gone twice. The first year was like Chad and I had just met. And it was exciting. And I was like, you know, I I was new to Arizona. And it was our new dating thing. And, you know, it was it was exciting. It was fun. Um, I, I mean, I blacked out, of course, but, um, and then the second year I remember I was like, what the hell am I doing here? Like my face feels like it's melting because I was so tired. I'm like, I'm in a club surrounded by like college students and I don't belong here and I'm tired and I don't want to drink. And I was like, I, I was like a bah humbug. But, um, and I was just like, yeah, I don't feel healthy. This is not healthy. I don't want to be drinking right now. So I said I would never go again. <laughs> and, but you know, this is what he wanted to do for his birthday. So I'm putting on a good, good game face. I'm not complaining. I'm going to go consume too much alcohol at an ungodly hour on Saturday morning. So, and you know, I'm, I'm, since I'm behind my paywall, I'm going to have to call out sick from work on Saturdays to go, to go to this drunk fest. So as you can see, I'm being very responsible and very healthy this weekend. So anyway, but you know, overall, I'm just kind of stealing my mind to just be positive, have fun eat a little something before I go. So I have some coating in my stomach and I haven't been drinking a lot. Um, you know, I, I, because I did prolon last week. So, you know, I'm sure next week I will feel the repercussions in my mental health, 
because, you know, alcohol usually makes me anxious the following days. So anyway, but but overall right now, I'm in a good mental health place overall. And I hope all of you are having a good mental health week yourselves. All right, just a really quick diet culture media moment. Uh, on Instagram, I did see that Tara Reed announced that she didn't have an eating disorder. And a lot of debate has gone back and forth with Tara Reed. I mean, obviously, she's known to have, you know, some substance abuse problems. And she, you know, to look at her, she she does look painfully thin. Um, I did meet Tara Reed once when I was in LA. We were at a party. It's so funny when you see people that you you recognize, you, you can't p- place them right away. And you're like, do we go to school together? Like, how do I know you? But um. But, you know, I, I she doesn't look like she, I mean, she's always been a very thin girl, right? Like, no matter when you see her in the movies, back in the day, she, you know, she was always a very, very thin girl. And she just had more, like, cheek fat, you know, because, you know, you have all that good collagen when you're young. So, I don't know. I think, I think, I'm sure she succumbs to pressures in Hollywood. I'm sure substance abuse doesn't help. But Tara Reid is very, um, you know, determined to let the public know that she does not have an eating disorder. So all the best to Tara Reid, wishing her success in her nutrition journey. All right, now let's get into my healthy habits segment. So my healthy, so I'm going to be doing a full, very detailed recap of my five-day prolon journey uh, next week because I'm not doing, I didn't do my sponsorship uh, ad this, this you know, on this episode. I'm doing it on the next one. And I guess the CEO wants to hear the recap too. So I'm going to be sending that over. Um, so I wanted to do it on my free episode and I'll be sending that over to them. So I will be very detailed in that. I will share a little bit of information that I won't be sharing on that one. So I did lose, let's see, I, I, when I went into it, I, you know, I was, I, I mentioned that I was coming off binging all those desserts and I did have two days of relative decent, healthy eating before starting because I did want to do it over the weekend. Weekends are so difficult for me and I just, I didn't want to, you know, do a good job doing prolon for five days and then, you know, go into a, a weekend where I'm going to be drinking and eating at restaurants. And I don't know, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to do it over a weekend and really challenge myself and, and then go into a week where I was going to have whole foods again and, and not kind of just backtrack all the good work I had just done. So, I, you know, and I, I was weighing in at around 135, probably like 135.4 when I started. And then I did get down to like 129 point something. So I, I lost a little over five pounds. And I mean, that's not really what my goal was. And I, I'm telling the numbers here because I'm not going to say specific numbers when I, when I do my free show. Uh, but I, you know, I wasn't in it for the weight loss. I really was kind of doing it for the nutrition challenge, for resetting my 
sugar taste buds, I guess. I don't know if that's a real thing, but I do know when I take a break from processed sugar, when I come back to it, I, I often do eat less, at least starting out. So I, I, and I also did, I, you know, one of the things that they talk about is losing belly fat. And I, I definitely did lose some belly fat. I will say that. Um, and so, you know, I did feel really good. It wasn't easy, but I was, I can't, I mean, I was scared. I was just going to fall off and not really be able to complete it. And I did it. I was really excited. So I'll be, I'll be really doing a deep dive review on all the details on my next show. But, um, but I had done such a huge grocery shopping before Prolon And I think I told you guys, like I had a bunch of chicken and cucumbers and grapes and fruits that I wanted to eat before. So I'd gotten most of that stuff out. Um, So on Sunday of my last day of Prolon, I did stop and get like some chickens and like some of those rotisserie chickens and I got some cucumbers. Now they, because I did want to do another quinoa salad, I wanted to get you know, more protein back in because you're really not getting a lot of protein in over Prolon. It's it's very plant-based. And of course there is protein, but you're not getting, you know, I'm trying to get close to a hundred grams a day. I'm probably still nowhere near. I'm probably more like 80, but, uh, but I do want to continue trying to get more protein in. So I was like, okay, I'll go back into the, the quinoa salad and my, my, chicken. I still had some some bags of pea pods. I had a ton of my superfood smoothie stuff in the freezer. So I really didn't, um, you know, I just basically prepped my quinoa salad and I posted this on my Instagram, but I, I put Kalamata olives in this one. I did a little bit of feta cheese and I blended up. I still had this like balsamic uh, dressing that I had gotten from Sprouts and I just blended that up with some Dijon mustard to make uh, a little bit of a different balsamic Dijon dressing for it. And it was really good. So I definitely have been eating that. Lots of chicken. Um, they did want me to do like plant-based on the day after Prolon. So I basically just did a huge superfood smoothie and I did my uh, quinoa salad and, you know, I started eating my gummies. I have these, um, these magnesium gummies that I eat and I love these magnesium gummies. They're so delicious and I, and they're good for sleeping. I mean, magnesium is, is a good supplement for humans to take anyway. Most, most people in America are really deficient in magnesium. And I got these gummies to make it more fun to take my, my magnesium and they're delicious. And I didn't eat them during Prolon. And I've been using them as dessert <laughs> for this week because I didn't go out and buy any dark chocolate, you know, and the, and my superfood smoothie with the blueberries and strawberries and raspberries, it, it is sweet with my vanilla protein in it. So it's definitely satisfying, at least my sweet tooth and sugar tooth in the morning. But at night, you know, I... I after I eat my quinoa salad and chicken, I do want a little something, something sweet. So those little gummies are hitting the spot. I might have an extra one, like three of them. I think I had four last night. Anyway, I probably have too much magnesium in my system now. But anyway, 
so, so yeah, so it's been a very healthy week. The only indulgence I've had, and I'll, I'll get into this in my tasty treat segment, but I am planning on having a little bit of indulgence this, this weekend up in Flagstaff. So I'm sure I'll have some ice cream or some chocolate off some pizza. Like I am planning on getting pizza on Friday, which I'm super, super excited about. I will say I, I, I have missed pizza. Pizza's, I mean, I've been eating like before I started my prolon, I was eating so much pizza. Um, so I am missing it. But anyway, I am really excited about the healthy habits. I know some people will think of prolon as restriction and, and it is. I mean, let's be honest. You are restricting yourself from, from real foods, which also doesn't feel natural or, or necessarily right. But also I, I do believe in the science behind it. And, and I believe in caloric restrictions occasionally so that you can maintain a healthy, you know, body weight your entire life. Cause that's what they say is people get you typically over the holidays, especially will gain weight every year. And eventually it, it just all, you know, it all, you know, over time, you know, it, it adds up. So, um, and that's where a lot of people get on heart medication or blood pressure medication and cholesterol medication. So I do believe in, in maintaining a healthy weight and a healthy lifestyle. And I, I do see how this could fit in doing it three times a year. And if it promotes longevity and can add two and a half years to your life, Chad actually said he, because Chad was watching me do it. And he did bring some Cheetos and some, you know, some sugar and all kinds of stuff into the house while I was doing it. And I, I was not even tempted. And he actually said he'll do it with me. So that's the next challenge. See if Chad can do it with me. That'll be amazing. But overall, it would be awesome to see him do it too, because, you know, he's a cancer survivor. So I would love him to have, you know, five days, three times a year where he cuts out all sugar all the processed meat, you know, you know the, the autophagy that happens with your cell rejuvenation. I mean, I can only imagine that has to be good for people that have had cancer. I mean, again, this is all hypothesis, but I mean, I, from understanding some basic science, I can see how that might be beneficial. Anyway, those are my healthy habits this week, and I hope all of you have had some good healthy habits yourselves. All right. And then my tasty treat section is going to be very small. It's like, you know, usually I have all kinds of deliciousness to talk about. Um, but, you know, this, it's my melatonin gummies. <laughs> and so I did have, you know, I, I do recognize that a lot of my eating at night is boredom eating. And I, you know, sometimes I don't want to watch TV. I just want to like listen to a podcast and I end up wanting to eat something along with it. And so that's when I'm usually doing a lot of my snacking at night. I'll eat popcorn. I try to stay away from sugar. But, you know, if I have dark chocolate in the house, that's when I'll go for that. Uh, and so so after this whole journey with Prolon and, and not having really much in the house, I did end up... Um, I had a half of a protein bagel, so it was, you know, not bad, but a lot of butter on it. I did eat a lot of butter. That was delicious. And, oh, so now this is not something that I thought would be good, but so Prolon had sent me this, you know how, if, for those of you that listened to that, uh, that interview with Dr. Antoon, 
I was like, oh, you know, what do you do when you get sugar cravings? You know, what do you do if you're craving like Krispy Kreme like I do? And he's like, oh, we have this spread. It's kind of like Nutella. And I'm like, wah, wah, you know, because I'm like, that's probably gross. But it wasn't. So they sent me some. And I remembered I had it last night. My sugar tooth was, my sweet tooth was going crazy. And I'm like, and I wanted to put it in the refrigerator first because I usually like, because it, it kind of looks like icing. I mean, it's, you know, kind of like how I would eat icing out of the container, like like one does. And I, so I wanted to get it nice and chilled because I like everything cold. And, um, but I, I like, I, I, so I put it in the fridge. I took it out two seconds later and, and took a scoop out. It was so good. Oh my God. It's rich. It's, it's sweet, but not like crazy sweet. It's got this nuttiness, this like hazelnut. It really does remind you of Nutella or I'm trying to, it does remind me of something I've had before. I don't know if it's the, um, I think at Trader Joe's, they have these dark chocolate, uh, almond butter, um, like cups, like almost like a Reese's Pieces cup, but it's like almond butter and dark chocolate. I think that's the taste I'm getting, but it's smooth and creamy. And I just ate it like I do icing right out of the thing. And it was very, very satisfying. So I, I have to say that's a good tasty treat, but also a really healthy one. And I, it was nice having that as a treat that I don't feel too bad about. And I mean, not that I feel bad anytime, but again, coming off of my healthy journey through Prolon, I did want to, I want to reduce sugar overall. I mean, that is something I'm trying to do overall in my, my life. And so having this, it does have cane sugar, so that's why it tastes so good. <laughs> but, um, but you know, it's not, it's not like anything else I eat. It's, it's much lower in sugar. It's got all kinds of nutrients and it's got protein. It's got all kinds of good stuff in it too, that are, are nutritious for your body. So, so it's having a tasty treat, but also doing something really good for yourself. So I'll be posting a picture of that on my Instagram and you can use my code Veronica 20 if you want to try it by uh, going to, I put the link to my um, Prolon affiliate thing in the show notes. So if you use that and you use the code, you will get 20% off. Um, but yeah, I, I do recommend it. it. Is It is really tasty if you're looking for a healthy, sweet treat. Anyway, hopefully all of you had some tasty treats this week yourselves. I probably will have some good things to report for my Flagstaff trip. I am going to I'm going to treat myself this weekend. It's a holiday weekend. It's Chad's birthday weekend. It's a Halloween weekend. So, um, so yeah, I, I am going to do some indulging this weekend and I deserve it. So I hope all of you have some tasty treats yourselves. All right. Now let's get into a new segment I'm calling foodie affairs. Now, Technically, these are little snippets of podcast reviews, uh, but they don't have to come from podcasts. This segment is all about just foodie affairs, things that are food related, that are interesting to me that I would like to talk about here. So the first one came from the Taylor Strecker show, and I just thought this was fascinating because it's so polar opposite for me. So... So this was on the Taste of Taylor show. So for those of you that don't subscribe to Taylor's Patreon show, you can actually get this on your regular, it's a free show. It's called Taste of Taylor, it comes out once a week. 
and Taylor had on Andrew Collin. And I've talked about Andrew before on the show because I've done a review. He He's hilarious. He's a comedian. He's very, he's on a lot of female podcasts that I listen to. Um, he was Nikki Glazer's like sidekick. He's open for Nikki Glazer. Nikki Glazer is a female comedian that I love. And he's just, he's just so funny. And, um, and he's, he's gone on a a weight loss journey. He suffers from depression. So he's like kind of up and down with both his mental health and his nutrition. And, and he's super honest about it, which of course I love that. And, you know, I think in the past I've talked about like him and his Ozempic talk with Taylor, but, um, on this one, he was talking about how he was opening for another female comic that I love named Hannah Burner who is a a reality star as well. But he was saying how when he was touring with her, how she would just get the same dish over and over and over again. She would always be like, oh, I'm going to go get enchiladas. I'm going to get enchiladas. I'm going to, I feel like enchiladas. He's like, she got enchiladas like five times. And, and I, and so, and Taylor was like sitting there being like, enchiladas, what are enchiladas? Now, I don't eat a lot of Mexican food myself. I mean, coming from Maine, we didn't really have a lot of Mexican food up there. We had one Mexican restaurant in our entire, at least where I grew up when I was little. And we would go there occasionally. And I just remembered having a very dry beef taco. Like I didn't have anything on it, like no salsa, no, don't ask me why. I It's Anyway, but, um, but for me, I, I never would eat an enchilada because as soon as he said that, I, I knew what it was. Like I, I could picture it. And I think at a restaurant I used to work at, we would serve these. And I just remembered that because every time I would get this dish, I would remember that the chefs would be putting these three, almost like rolled tortillas filled with stuff on the, in this dish. Then they would smother it with cheese and would like bake it. So it was this soft, bubbly, melty, mushy thing, dish. And for me, I hate softness. I'm like soft on soft on soft. That I like crispiness. Like I am a crispy girl. And so he's like, he's like, so Taylor was sitting there trying to figure out what what, she's like, is it like deep fried? And Andrew's like, it's, it's soft. It's very soft. He's like, it's like smothered in cheese and has beans. He's like, interestingly enough, Hannah and I both love soft foods. And when he said that, I was like, interesting. This idea of people that love soft foods. Like I am the exact opposite of that. I like crunchy, crispy you know, well done things, no matter what it is. Like if I'm going to, uh, if I'm going to eat tacos, I like a crunchy shell and that's not always accessible. Like uh, the street tacos, the soft tortilla, that's very common, but the crispy tortilla, that crunch, or, you know, if you get a nacho, but you know, it's not the one that's like smothered in cheese and soggy. It's like from the edge and you get a little bit of softness like on the edge, but then the other side is crisp. That's my favorite. That's why I love like chips and salsa. And so I like, you know, when I make nachos, I put very little cheese. So there's still a ton of crunch when you're eating nachos. I'm not doing like the smothered ones where everything's mushy. So 
My question to you, my listeners, are, are you a soft eater? Are you a crunchy eater? Do you fall somewhere in between? I am hardcore crunch. Sounds like Andrew and Hannah are hardcore soft. I'm not in between. I'm a crunchy girl. Where do you stand? Do you like soft foods? Ugh, I hate soft, soft foods. Anyway, I thought that was an interesting foodie affair topic. The next foodie affair topic was also on a Taylor Strecker show. Um, again, another reason I love her. She's always talking about food. Uh, so this one was on her Patreon show. So you do have to subscribe to listen. But for those of you that don't want to subscribe to her Patreon show, hopefully you'll subscribe to mine. Uh, I will tell you what she said on it. So she was talking about this fancy ice cream company that's it's called like Van Leuven. And they're coming out with a mac and cheese ice cream. And Taylor was like, I need to try this. She's like, it's made with actual powdered cheese that they use on the real thing. And Chris is like, ew, gross. And and Taylor's like, interesting. It's only sold at Walmart. And Chris is like, huh, they know their crowd. So kind of making fun of her liking the mac and cheese. So to me, this does not appeal to me. I'm not a huge mac and cheese person. I think, again, it's a very soft dish. You know, it's, it's, so again, it took me a while to like cheese in general. And now that I have, now that I've gotten more used to to cheese, um, I will eat some cheese But the idea of mac and cheese ice cream does not appeal to me whatsoever. Um, And, you know, so, so would you like this ice cream? Would you be interested in trying a mac and cheese ice cream? Um, I mean, I, I will eat some bites of mac and cheese. Like if I'm at a party and that's the only thing they have for like a side dish and a carb, I will take a little bit. I'll try to get the top or the side where it's a little bit crispy from like the broiler. But overall, this doesn't appeal to me. What about you? Does this type of, you know, interesting ice cream, mac and cheese ice cream appeal to you? Curious minds would like to know. Feel free to DM me if you'd like to share. Okay, then my last foodie affair slash, you know, little snippet from a podcast review is from the Girls Gotta Eat podcast, which is a great podcast. If you've never heard of it, I don't think I've reviewed it here. I'm sure I've talked about it at least once in the past, uh, but they're funny. They're, they're, it's really an entertaining podcast. It's more about relationships. I thought I'd be reviewing it first, just, or more based on the name of it. But um, anyway, they have a really good, good show. And they, they also had Andrew Collin on. So, so they're two female comedians that, that host this, this show. And of course, Andrew went on because they all know each other from, you know, doing comedy together but they were talking about their relationship and Andrew was talking about, you know, his girlfriend. And, you know, this is like 
he lives with his girlfriend and he's like, you know, this is the first time I've had like a real relationship. And he's like, I never thought I'd ever live with a girl before. He's like, I thought I was always going to be that like weird uncle. And he, you know, when he first met his girlfriend, he didn't even have cups in his house. He's, he's like, I'd have to give a girl like a bowl of water. So, uh, so anyway, so his girlfriend's kind of, the polar opposite of him, like comes from a military family, is very, you know, structured and, and organized and clean and neat. And he's the exact opposite. He's kind of like, like, you know, a little bit of a hamster. And so, um, so they were talking about like fights they have. And they were, he was talking about how a lot of it's over food. And I did, I did a kind of a show like this on my last VIP episode. I talked about like foodie fights and this idea of inappropriate ways that people take food when it's not theirs and kind of and it's always hilarious I love stories like this and it's like well who's in the right who's in the wrong uh you know people are allowed to have these boundaries around their food but then are the people with the boundaries like too rigid about it it's just just it's a funny topic for me because you know food money these are all like topics that make people uncomfortable or at least you know stuff that makes people weird around things so um, so he was saying how he went and he picked up uh, Chipotle for him, him and his girlfriend and they were eating and he, she'd gotten this like watermelon drink and it was sitting there and he's like, it, it was like over an hour. He's like, we were done eating. He goes, all the, the ice had melted in this drink. And I, I thought she was done. I thought she's, he's like, I thought it was just trash. He goes, so he just took it and just drank the rest and just finished it because he thought he's like, you know, he's, he was thirsty and it was there and he thought it was just going to waste and not going to be drank. And she's like, what? That was my drink. She's like, what? You just drank my drink. Why, why didn't you ask me? And he's like, well, I thought that was trash. I thought you were done with it. She's like, well, well what? just ask me. Like, why didn't you just ask me? And so, so they kind of got into a fight about why didn't he ask to finish her drink? And then there was this other time he's like, there was this like Wendy's side salad in the refrigerator. He goes, it, it wasn't a meal. It was just this little side salad. He's like, there wasn't even, he's like, it was a couple pieces of lettuce, maybe a crouton. And, and so he ate it. There's he's like, there's no food in the house. I ate the salad. So the girl, his girlfriend comes home and she's like, did you eat my side salad? And he's like, yeah, I mean, it, it was just in there and I, you know, lettuce goes bad and, you know, I didn't want it to go bad. She's like, well, I wanted to eat that. And why didn't you just ask me? And he's like, well, it just, I didn't, you know, occur to me because it's just the side salad and it's just there and it, thought it would go bad. And, and she's like, just ask me, you just ask me. You know, and so he's like, so then I guess a third time, the next time there was just food, he says there was one piece of sushi in the refrigerator. He's like, one piece. And so he he texts her and he's like, hey, do you mind if I eat this last piece of sushi that's that's in here? And she's like, oh, you don't need to ask me. Haha, ha, why are you texting me about this? Like, you don't need to ask me about this. Yes, of course you can eat it. And he's like, what the hell? He's like, you've told me every other time to, to ask you. He's like, I finally ask you. And you're like, that's ridiculous. You don't need to ask me. And so he's like, I can't win with this girl. He's like, she's very particular about her food. Goes one way or the other. 
Uh, and there's definitely been a lot of times that Chad's eaten my food. Like, I, I never had to worry about that in past relationships because I never really had boyfriends or partners that were that had a sweet tooth like I did or that liked kind of the indulgent stuff that I did. But Chad loves that stuff and Chad will eat it. So sometimes I have to hide things from him. But um, but, so what about you? Do you, do any of you have to like hide food in the house? Do you have people that take your food? Do you get annoyed about it? Or are you like, hey, I'm a share, I, I share things. Like that's totally fine with me. Um, how are you with stuff like this? Very curious to know. Feel free to DM me if you want to share. But I just I just thought all these little snippets from these podcasts were hilarious. I love interpersonal relationships around food. It's just it's I could talk about it and listen to it all day long. So those are my foodie affairs. Um, hopefully you enjoyed those. I'm sure I'll be doing some more in the in episodes to come. All right, now let's get into the podcast review. So this is called What's Eating You with psychologist Stephanie Georgiou. Uh, she's at Mind Food Steph, if you want to follow her on Instagram. She has a beautiful accent. She's from Australia. And so one of my subscribers had had sent me a DM and I think it was it was after I was like posting pictures of all the donuts I had binged. And she sent me this podcast episode called How to Not Overdo Dessert. So thank you, girl. I appreciate that. Um, and and I really, I'll probably do a lot of, of topics from this show because I, they're not too long, the shows, and they're really easy to digest. And she has really fascinating topics. And I like her voice. And so, and I like that she's a psychologist. So anyway, I thought this was a good one because... You know, I was a little bit nervous coming off of Prolon. I I was nervous that doing Prolon and being restricted away from certain food groups, I would just go crazy. I was like, I'm going to go off the deep end and start binging. If any of you listened to that Dr. Antoon uh, episode, I was very much like, well, how do you make sure that you know the that people won't binge food after this, because isn't that sometimes what happens when people are super restricted? So I was worried about wanting to binge foods and especially desserts going back into my regular eating. And so I thought this would be a good one to listen to. I haven't been tempted to like go binge after I did Prolon. So that's a good thing. Um, so anyway, so she started out saying that this is a podcast that she really needed as a younger girl to not overdo desserts. Now, she, this psychologist is someone that has struggled with an eating disorder. So, you know, the, her, her focus definitely takes into account disordered eating and, and, you know, binge eating and, you know, just eating disorders in general. So... So she always thought she was a chocoholic in her teen years and when she was young. And, you know, she was telling a story about this beautiful dinner they went to the night before. You know, they're in Bali and, you know, she, they wanted to go out for dessert. And she's always loved dessert. And she used to wonder in her younger days, you know, why can't I be that person that just, you know, eats only two squares of chocolate, you know, instead of two blocks of chocolate. 
And and as she's gotten older, she's, you know, realized that there aren't a lot of people out there that have that type of control over, you know, eat, you know, eating smaller portions of something, especially as delicious as dessert or sweets. And so she's like, if you're one of those people that, you know, eats a block of chocolate and she's like, really a block of chocolate isn't that that big a deal. She's like, don't be ashamed. She's like, but I do want to talk about that feeling we get around dessert. And before she, she went into that, she did want to do a a moment of gratitude. So her, her episode does focus on mental health quite a bit. And so, so it's, it looks like this is probably something that she brings into her, into every episode, I would imagine. I'll find that out as I review more. But, um, but it is a good mental health practice. And, and this is one I practice quite a bit to get my head out of the anxiety, dark, swirling pool that it can, that it can dive down into. Um, but she was focusing on, you know, the gratitude for being in Bali, having the ability to meet and greet and connect with people. And she's like, it's so magical here. And, you know, it just helps you face your demons and your reality and your hopes and fears. So she was just focusing very much on that because she said it's very easy to kind of get lost in the day-to-day when you're at home. But here she's she's really pa- practicing, you know, being in nature, centering herself and and practicing those gratitudes. Then back to her dessert. So so she was talking about, she's like, let me just give an overview. She's like, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s, maybe even early 2000s, she's like, you were subject to diet culture. And she said, there, this was an era where you probably went through the low carb phase, the low fat phase, the sugar free phase, the gluten free and dairy phase. She's like, you really want to think about, you know, what areas of diet culture you were exposed to. And a lot of these ideas that were implanted so long ago um, will form your ideas about sweets and desserts today. Um, and she said, so she's like, it's it's going to take a moment to think about, you know, where are my thoughts around desserts? She's like, you know, do you feel guilty? You know, or, you know, this is bad. I shouldn't be eating it. You know, even when you reflect on your family values, you know, she's like, think about how your parents reacted around sweets. Now, I don't relate to that. I don't feel guilty about eating. I, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I, I do focus on, you know, when I'm, when I'm like the, the overindulgence I did when I was binging those donuts, I, I was very focused on allowing myself to have those and, and enjoying them. Now I did eat till I was sick. So that's obviously not a healthy thing to do, but I, I don't have those messages in my head that this is a bad thing or I'm a bad girl for eating this, or I should feel guilty about it. I, I don't. And, and I think that's because my parents never gave me those messages. I think that's where a lot of those feelings come from is if your parents shame you, for eating those desserts, but my, my family supported it. I mean, they, like my dad was binging himself on sugar. So, you know, I think I have a little bit of a different upbringing than the shaming parents. Mine were supportive, which, you know, makes me fine eating those things. But also I was shown, you know, I was shown examples of overindulging. And so I, I naturally will do that. Um, but anyway, she's like, how did your mother talk to you when it came to sweets? Again, my mom was 
very supportive of my mom's a feeder like she'll feed us so she'll feed us those sweets but um she said coming from a greek family i guess this this woman is greek she said every greek mother secretly loves sweets but as soon as they taste something they're like oh that's too sweet oh that's too sweet for me she like did a little greek accent she's like she'll she's like i'll have one bite of it uh, she's like, but you know they're going to go indulge on it. She's like, it's so funny. She's like, it's almost as if it's socially acceptable and and polite and almost superior to deny sweets and, and deny desserts and be like, oh, I'm not much of a sweet tooth. That, that doesn't appeal to me. And she said that her shift changed when she realized that, you know what, I do have a sweet tooth. And she started leaning into it. And she said it's in the research that people who have struggled with eating disorders, um, that they've, they've done these brain imaging studies, and it shows that people who've been through bulimia or, or you know, have done a lot of restriction have a higher or heightened dopamine and serotonin response in their brain. And so it lights up in response to food even greater than the average person. And that's because they've restricted it. You know, they've deprived it. And when they finally binge it, their brain is like, yes. And and people that have had bulimia do have that heightened euphoric response to things like desserts and, and other, you know, indulgent foods that will light up that area in the brain, um, you know, as opposed to people who have never had an eating disorder. So she's like, if you feel like you lose control and it's like a drug to you, it might actually be a chemical response in your brain. You know, you might light up more than the average person. You know, also if you have ADHD, this could play a role in your dopamine receptors as well. She said, a first step is to acknowledge and embrace your inner sweet tooth. She said, if you love chocolate and Kit Kats and chocolate tarts, embrace it, love it. And, and you know what you'll find when you say that in public other people will come out of the dessert closet too. She's like, I call it the dessert closet. She's like, when I said after dinner last night, you know, where are we going for dessert? Everybody else lit up too. They were like, oh, I love dessert. So rather than awkwardly saying, oh, am I the only person who wants dessert? Just own it, accept it. You know, enjoying chocolate does not have to be shameful. It's okay to enjoy it. It doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't make, she's like, it doesn't make me some, you know, out of control person. She's like, undo those beliefs that might be hidden inside. She's like, the second thing is when you go out for dessert and you've had a restrictive history, you don't have to have it all at once. If you've had a history of dieting or diet culture or restrictions, your brain might be saying, have as much as you can because you're not going to do this tomorrow. You know, tomorrow's Monday and Monday we eat clean and we don't binge anymore. You know, let go of that. If you've had dessert, say to yourself, I've had this until I'm psychologically satisfied. So this is something that I do. I do realize this is where a little bit of uh, the disordered part comes in. And it is because I do try to limit sugar during the week. And, and I do try to just indulge on it one or two days on the weekends. Now, and I, I do recognize that I, when I go and try to pick out something delicious on, you know, that Sunday that I'm going to have something sweet and allow myself to, I do, this is what I do. I'm like, oh, well, I want this and I want this and I want this. I want, I want it all. And I do try to eat it all. And that's where I usually get myself sick. 
and try to clear it all out for Monday. And, and I think it's, it's, and again, this, this is, they say that this comes from restriction and, and binging and all that stuff, because I, I almost feel like if it's in the house, I'm going to, I'm going to choose it over eating something healthy, right? Like if I have my quinoa salad, but I also have ice cream in the freezer, I'm, I, I'm going to be tempted to eat the ice cream for dinner. So that's just where I kind of know some of my behaviors. Like if I have processed, you know, delicious, indulgent food in the house, I often will choose that over the healthy option. So it's, it's, this is where I struggle with, um, a little bit of, should I keep it in the house all the time? So my body gets used to it and I don't feel the need to binge or should I recognize that if it's there, I probably will indulge on it at the wrong times. This is just something I, I still struggle with. I do find that I do eat with way more nutrition when I don't have a lot of junk in the house, obviously, right? It's not there to tempt me. And and there's a lot of personal trainers and people that, that do get great results that are like, look, if you want to go have something, go have it. Just don't bring a huge carton of it into the house because it's going to be there and it's going to tempt you and you're most likely to indul- overindulge on it. So, I mean, the whole intuitive eating journey is all about indulge until you realize you don't have to worry about it anymore. And then you can have it in the house and you're not going to uh, want to go for it. So understand the, the, the sense in that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I find for me, and I think everybody's different and you have to find what works for you. I find I'm better when I have less of just, you know, the indulgent stuff in, in the house. If, if I want to eat with high nutrition, high protein, I do am more focused and less distracted and able to really, um, you know, eat with the highest level of nutrition when I don't have other things that are tempting me in the house. So that's not to say I don't celebrate it and indulge in it when I do. So anyway, number three, she's like, desserts are not fuel. So in many cases, the food is fuel concept is rubbish. She said, yes, food does fuel our body. Fuel can come from different sources and have different interpretations and, and, and desserts, I believe, are psychological fuel. Should I believe sweets and treats are psychological? They bring joy and satisfaction. They're there for pleasure, not for fuel. If food is fuel, you should, feel, should you fill yourself with a Mars bar? Or should you eat a Mars bar because it brings you pleasure? You know, so just be mindful. When you're subscribing to this mentality, you know, the food is fuel mentality, She's like, I know it can be healing for many people, you know, and a lot of people use that strategy to overcome disordered eating, but I think it can also create guilt when we want to eat chocolate just for pleasure, or we want something, but really aren't that hungry because it doesn't fit into that fuel, food is fuel idea. So remember that not all food is fuel. Some food is emotional fuel. Some food serves a need. Food is psychological fuel. That is absolutely okay. The sooner you can embrace that, the sooner you're going to be set free. Remember when you go out for dessert, just remember you can have this tomorrow. You know, I don't need to have it all now because in that mindset, I would order three desserts, you know, because I wanted to try everything. 
You know, now the other night when we did go out and get dessert, I did have mousse and dark chocolate because I did get a little dessert happy. She's like, I hadn't had it for a while. And I was like, I want to try this and I want to try that. And, and I, and go on a chocolate escapade. And honestly, I did feel a little sick after, but I still honor that decision. And she said, the next point is acknowledge when you've overeaten and you're full but just accept it and it'll pass in an hour. And she said, the last thing I want to address is, are you fully present when you're eating dessert? You know, sometimes we're thinking about the next thing we want to order or tomorrow when we're thinking about the second serving, not what's in front of us at that moment. If you're eating dessert and your mind starts to drift, I want you to bring your mind back. When you're eating that dessert, take your time. Say, how does this taste? How does it feel in my mouth? What are the sensations it's bringing? What are the memories that this is making me think about? Eating a dessert is a time that should be enjoyed. So slow down and be mindful. So that's very much about um, like kind of like the intuitive eating thing. It's like, listen to your body. If you're going to have it, have it, you know, and, and notice your body's cues. Be mindful. So in summary, she said, if you have a sweet tooth, just own it. You know, be mindful of the things that help you not go overboard when you have dessert, accepting and embracing the moment, being fully present with a taste and feel in your mouth, telling yourself, this is a serving. This is what I'm going to eat. There is no more later. If you want more later, you you can go order it. You know, you can tell yourself you can always order more because we do get into this mindset where I want to order everything now. You know, tell yourself that you can always order more. It's a great safety net. And just because you eat, it doesn't mean you're going to gain weight or blow out your goals and dreams. Allowing yourself to indulge, you're not going to be obsessing over that food. So that was a good little review and and good mindfulness around dessert eating. So that's what I'll practice this weekend. Like if I have, you know, a dessert or I have, um, you know, if I have something pumpkin spice or ice cream, I'm going to really enjoy it and not feel like I need to just go completely overboard and eat everything in sight. So I'm going to really practice mindful indulgences with some portion control this weekend. Um, And so anyway, I will be sending that email out. That is the end of the show for now. Um, You will get all those instructions on how to resubscribe. I hope that you're going to move over with me. But if not, I am grateful for all the support you've given the show. Um, Feel free to DM me, email me with any questions, concerns, feedback, topics, other podcasts you'd like to suggest. I love, love, love hearing from my audience. So grateful for all of you. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.